0: And
1: now to today's message. And uh, I want to thank Pastor and uh, Lady Pastor for the opportunity and the privilege to, to share a word with us this morning. In the morning, Brother Sami shared uh, on the assurance of salvation. And this one, I also continue on the same topic. So, the topic for this morning will be the assurance of salvation. The assurance of our uh, salvation. So our anchor scripture will be First John chapter five verse thirteen, um, King James. First John chapter five verses thirteen. So John said, "These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God." Amen. So I just want you to take note of this scripture. Um, before I get back to this scripture, I want to lay some foundations. Let's read Galatians 3, 26 to 29. Galatians 3, 26 to 29. Alright, so Galatians 3, 26 to 29. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither born nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And the verse 29. And if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 1.20. 20. 2nd Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him. Amen. Unto the glory of God by us. Amen. I have about 10 scriptures so just keep writing. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 11. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 11. That, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth that the Lord Jesus. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved, verse ten. For with the heart, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Amen. And then Romans six twenty-three. Romans chapter six, verse twenty-three. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, so all these scriptures that I've read point to one fact that Jesus is the pivot and the center of our walk with God. So, everything about Christianity is about Jesus Christ. So, all these scriptures show you that without Jesus, without Jesus Christ, uh, your, the concept of Christianity doesn't exist the name Christianity came from people who were following Christ and they were saying they are Christ-like. They became Christians. So Paul said that follow me even as I follow Christ or imitate me even as I also imitate Christ. So Jesus is the fulcrum of whatever we do as Christians and whatever we do as believers. He's the center of it all. So if you take Jesus out of the equation of being in Christ, then you're not in Christ. Amen. So, the whole concept of salvation is about Jesus. So, let's read Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. This is one of the messages of salvation preached in the Bible. So, by Philip to the Ethiopian Enoch. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an Enoch of great authority, under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasures, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him, and had him read Prophet Isaiah, and said, understandeth thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumped before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away and who shall declare his judgment his generation, for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water, and not hinder me to be baptized just follow me and not the vocabulary I know some of you are and Philip said if thou believest with all thy heart thou mayest and he answered and said and I want to take note of the word I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he commanded the chariot to stand still and they went, they went down both into the water both Philip and the Enoch and he baptized them and when they were come out of the water the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip But the Enoch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. Amen. So, this is a message of salvation in the Bible, so that you know say that it's straight in the Bible, saying that believing in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and in the name of Jesus is what brings you into Christianity. And this is the message of salvation that Philip preached to the Ethiopian Enoch to get him saved. Amen. So we'll come back to First John chapter 5, verse 13. So we are still on the assurance of salvation. First John chapter 5 verse 13. And I want you to, from the background I've given, I want you to read the scripture. Um, read the scripture with me. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen. I'm reading again. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you will know that you have eternal life and that you may believe in the name of the Son of God. Amen. So we are going to... This is our foundational scripture. This what we are going to use. Now, the first thing you must understand this scripture is that John said, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. So the first one is that these things, it means that there's a pretext to what he's saying. He has said a lot of things and he's kind of summarizing it with this scripture saying these things. It means that we have to read what he was saying when he said these things. The second part of the scripture he said is that I have written unto you that belief on the name of the son of God. It means John was talking to believers. I'm writing to you that belief on the name of the son of God. The third thing is that That you will know that you have eternal life, and that you believe in the name of the Son of God. So the first thing is these things. Um, The second part is that he is preaching to people who already believe in the name of the God. It means that he's preaching to believers. And what is he trying to tell them? He's telling them that all these things that I've said, I want you to know that you have eternal life, and that you believe. In the name of the Son of God. It means that all the, these things that he has said from verse 1 until now, the whole how do you say it? You know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen. So we are going to read from verse 1, 1 John chapter 1 to 12. Whoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him. Please go to NIV. I saw him in my first visit. So NIV is a lighter. Everyone that, who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God. This is love for God. To obey his commandment, and his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only. But by water and blood. And it is the spirit who testified. Because the spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify. Verse eight the spirit the water and the blood and the three are in agreement we accept man's testimony but god's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of god which he has given about his son anyone who believes in the son of god has this testimony in his heart anyone who does not believe god has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony of god has the testimony god has given about his son so, and this is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in the Son. Verse 12 He who has the Son has life, he who does not have the Son does not have life. Verse 13, and I write these things. So, Paul, um, John is saying that all, everything I've written here, do you believe in the name of the Son that you may know that you have eternal life? And verse 14, I want to get the verse 14 in the King James. Now, verse 14 says, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his so will, he hears us. Now, so verse 13 speaks about the fact that God, John wants them to have to believe on the name of God, and also John wants them to know that they have eternal life. Now, these two things, believing in God and knowing that you have eternal life, is what to give you this confidence. That we have in him. So knowing that is what gives you a certain kind of confidence. And this confidence that you have in him. Is that if you ask anything according to his will. He heareth us. Amen. So before you quote this scripture about. And this is the confidence that you have in him. You must come to verse 13. And you must know. That you have eternal life. Number one. Then the second one is that. You must believe in the name of the son of God. Amen. Is Everybody following me. Alright, so um, the question is, why is John saying all these things to people who are believers? Because you, you have established that he was talking to people who are already believers. He wasn't preaching at the crusade to win souls for Christ. He was talking to people who were already, should I say, in the church. So he's reminding them and John is conscientizing them about their salvation. What John is doing is assuring them of their salvation. And he's letting them know that the salvation that they have in Christ, the pivot of that salvation is Jesus Christ. Amen. Every Christian should have without any doubt that you are saved. Because that's the foundation of your Christianity. There should be no doubt about your salvation. You must know for sure, for a fact, that you are saved. So what does it mean to be saved? Three things that it means to be saved. It means that um, all your sins are forgiven and buried in the grace of God's forgiveness. Three things about salvation. The first one is that it means that all your sins are forgiven and they are buried in the grace of God's forgiveness. Number two, it means that Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit is living in you. That's number two. The third one is that it means that when we die or oh, Jesus comes, which none of us want to hear, but when we die or oh, Jesus comes again, we are going to heaven to be with him. Amen. You know, it's easy to live on earth forgetting that you will die or you, Jesus will come. I don't know which one is more pleasant, whether to die or for him to come, but I don't know. You choose your fate. Amen. It's better for him to... Okay. Alright, so that's what it means to be saved. So, When we say assurance, when we say assurance, what it means is that an assurance is having full confidence, is having a kind of certainty, freedom from doubt about the particular situation. All right, so assurance is having full confidence in something, having a hundred percent certainty and freedom from doubt in a particular matter. All right, so when you have full confidence in something, You have certainty in something where you have no doubt about a particular situation and that means you have assurance in that particular matter. So when we say the assurance of your salvation, it means that you have full confidence. You have 100% certainty. You have no doubt that your sins are forgiven. You have no doubt that Jesus Christ living in you through the Holy Spirit. You have no doubt that when you die or Jesus comes, you go to heaven. Amen. So that is the assurance of our salvation. To have full confidence, to have certainty and to be free from doubt in a particular matter. When you, have, you are assured of something, when somebody assures you of something, it means that he or she will do it. So an assurance is not a promise. It's a statement of fact. I can promise you that I'm going to give you money, but my, anything can happen. I mean, you know. But when I assure you, it means that um, truly, truly, it's going to happen. And everybody wants to live a life of certainty. You want some kind of confidence. You want some kind of assurance. That um, that's why people are trying to work with machines now, because you know, the idea is that a human being can fail you, but when the machine is working, the machine all things being equal, which are never equal. It will not fail. Alright? So, when we say that assurance of salvation, so a Christian must not have um, certain doubts in your mind about salvation. Sometimes you things happen and you begin to think whether you are really saved. You are hoping that you are saved. You are not sure whether you are saved. You know, because it's not really a dramatic experience. People have dramatic experiences. They were sleeping, an angel came in the room, and they began to cry, and they realized that they were sinners, and they changed. Some of us, we had nothing. We just opened our mouth and we declared it. In fact, 95% of the church may never have any dramatic situation in your life. You may never have any uh, drama about your Christianity. It will be straightforward following the book, Papa, papa to Heaven but some of uh, people have that me I've never had that I don't know anybody who has had that but I'm merely a Christian Amen. Amen. so in Christ we have the assurance of our salvation so I mean why would John begin to teach the people um, of that time about this scripture it means that you can come to a point in time where you begin to have doubt about your salvation you can come to a point in time where the the pressures of life Or whatever happens will bring you in doubt about your salvation. So, John in that scripture, 1 John 5 13, had to affirm, conscientize, and let them know that they are saved, giving them an assurance of salvation. If you want to have a victorious Christian walk, you need to always know that you are saved. If you want to have a continuous victory in Christ, you must always have the assurance that you are saved because being saved is what gives you the confidence. That's why in verse 14 it says that and this is the confidence that we have in Jesus Christ that when we pray so it means even the foundation of any prayer you are praying is based on the confidence and your assurance of your salvation. So when that thing leaves the equation it will just be hanging in the balance. So the continuous victory comes from knowing and believing and believing so, in verse 13, there are two things that John wanted them to know. To know that you have eternal life, and then to believe in the name of the Son of God. You must know and you must believe. That's why Paul said in Philippians 3, verse 10, that, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So, everything about Christianity, about our work with God, is about knowing God more, and it's about believing him. It's the knowing and the believing that pushes us and gives us the continuous assurance that we are saved. Amen. And if you look at it, knowing and believing God, that's basically the beginning of your faith. When you know God and you believe in the name of his son, that is the beginning of your faith. So the devil always do things to shoot against having this assurance of your salvation. The devil always raise questions, or the devil always bring certain situations. You always bring questions in your mind about your salvation. And the devil has been doing this since Eve, Adam, Jesus, and he, until now. And it doesn't look like it's going to change. He's always going to give us arrows of doubt and arrows of deception against the arrows against the assurance of our salvation. Amen. So in Genesis 3, when the serpent went to um, Eve, the first thing is that did God really say? That's, that's a, a question of doubt immediately. When the devil met Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, the first thing that if you are the son of God, convert these stones into bread. If you are the son of God, jump from this mountain. And the last one was deception. That you should bow before me and I'll give you everything. So day in, day out, you have arrows of doubt and you have arrows of deception about your stand in Christ. That is why you need the assurance of your salvation. That is why you must always fight the doubt about the assurance of your salvation. If the foundation of your Christianity which is knowing that you have Jesus Christ living in you and knowing that you are saved is shaky everything about your Christian life will be shaky. It means that you can be swayed by any movement. And now with social media, there are many opinions and there are many things and there are many interpretations, good and bad, nasty and ugly, everything about Christianity. So if the assurance of your salvation is not intact, if you are not in a fixed place about what you are in Jesus Christ, about what you are as a Christian, You will always be shaky, amen. Now, when you have doubt in your spirit, it's like having pain in your body, basically. So, when you have pain in your body, it doesn't really mean that maybe you are dead or not. But you are—you feel the pain because you are alive. Just that there's a problem with you. That's the same way thing about doubt. That's why the Bible talks about you cannot have a double a double-minded person. You cannot follow God because faith. Is 100% throughout, and when you are double-minded, it means you are not—you are shaky. You don't know what to do about it. Amen. So I'm going to give us just one way we are, we can um, work on doubt when it comes to our Christianity. When it comes to our Christian walk, the first thing is just one—is the Word of God. That's why um, John said in First John 5:13 that that ye may know. You should know that you have eternal life and that you should believe in the name of the Son of God. And when I say or when anyone says having the word of God, it means reading, it means studying, it means meditating, it means practicing, it means sharing the word of God. Having an encounter with the word of God doesn't stop at coming to church. It doesn't stop at having your devotion. You must read you must study it you must meditate on it you practice it and you share it okay so the first one is to read the second one that you have to study the third one is that you have to meditate you need to practice and you need to share that's what it means to have an encounter with the word of God. If you want to, because this uh, Christian journey is a, this Christian life is a journey, it's a marathon, it's a walk. Whether, whether you are running, you are walking or you are crawling, it's a journey. And for that continuous victory, having a continuous encounter with the word of God is what will keep your foundation in Christ secure. It's what will give you that assurance of the salvation that you have confessed in Christ Jesus reading the word of God, studying the word of God, meditating on it, practicing and sharing the word of God. The second thing, how to overcome doubts that come against your, um, the assurance of your, of your salvation is when you fellowship with the brethren. fellowshiping with the brethren, fellowshiping in church. So if you check first, John chapter five is 13. There were people gathered that John was preaching to. They had the message which came to give them an assurance of their salvation in a gathering of believers amen so you don't forsake and calculate when you want to come to church when it rains when the weather is cozy so when it's raining we have to send you alert on the church page to make you know that we are in Sunday that shouldn't be the case and the weather, it is not changing. It will be cool for a while, so brace yourself that on Sunday morning it will rain, but you have to come to church. Amen. Amen. So the are two things, I'll go over the two things. Overcoming the doubts. Having the encounter with the word of God and fellowshipping with the burden to have continuous engagement and having iron to sharpen iron. Amen. I want to stand to our feet. We're going to pray for five minutes and we'll take our communion and we'll give our tithe unto God. You now one time the disciples asked and Jesus, they asked Jesus to help their faith and Jesus told them to pray. You want to pray for yourself? You want to pray that may God give us a continuous encounter with, with him and his word. God give us a desire for fellowshipping with the spirit. You want to pray for yourself as you know that you have saved You want to pray that any arrows of doubt and deception that are always released against you, pray for God. Pray that God will give you endurance. God will give you strength to remain in Christ. God will give you strength to have the assurance of your salvation. In the name of Jesus you have the assurance of salvation may god give you a love for his word that you will know that you have eternal life that you believe in the name of the son of god you believe in jesus christ that your foundation in christ that you always have an assurance of your salvation in the name of jesus
0: The message you just listened to is from ICGC Paris Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Paris Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Paris. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.